welcome to Beer Here Now, the official Thornbridge Brewery podcast. Um, James and Adam here. Hi, Adam. Hello, James. It is Monday morning. Uh, it's the Monday just after the big Tramlines Festival in Sheffield, which is a, a big, big uh, kind of three-day festival in, in Sheffield. It is relatively bright and early on, on Monday morning. It looks like it's going to be a glorious day. Uh, we it, it might sound a little strange. We're sat in my car outside my house at the moment because we have been asked to report to Thornbridge Brewery today to help with a bit of brewing. We don't really kind of know what to expect we've not been given any more information than uh, than that now we've both done like a tour of the of the brewery at Bakewell and it's an incredibly kind of up-to-date really nice kit um it's you know lots of fancy gizmos and computers that kind of help with it all so uh exactly what our role is going to be I'm not too sure but at least you know we might get a bit of time in the sunshine and uh, a, a nice little day out in in Bakewell if nothing else yeah, well, I've never been in a brewery probably in a day like this, and um, when all the uh, mash tons and things are going, um, I'm not sure how I'm going to feel about that. If I've wore the right stuff or not, I don't know what I'm going to be doing. Yeah, we will head off, and uh, the next time we speak to you will be as we arrive at the brewery. Well, we uh, have arrived at the uh, at the Riverside Brewery, and we've just been in and seen the the team here, uh, who had a slight surprise for us because we're in the wrong place. Yeah, we need to get back in the car. So, um, Thornbridge Brewery has two separate brewing sites. There's the the Riverside Brewery, which is uh, you know the kind of the newer, the up to date one, and then Thornbridge Hall, which is amazing kind of sprawling site, uh, which was the uh, original kind of Thornbridge Brewery site. And they do still brew there. Uh, I think they brew there five days a week. And that's where we've got to go and meet uh, Dom, who was on the podcast a couple of months ago, who is uh, part of the brewing team here. So, yeah, we've got to go and meet Dom and find out what the day's got in store for us. I've got a feeling we might be getting his hands dirtier than I thought. There's a lot of buttons at this place now. not imagine there's much automation up there, so uh, I'm a bit worried. From what I hear, it's kind of it's old-fashioned. We're talking like spades and shovels and um, wellies. I've not I've not got any wellies. This is going to be uh, this is going to be interesting. It's Monday morning. I don't know if I'm ready for this. <laughs> after, yeah, after a few beers as well uh, over the weekend, uh, some at the uh, Thornbridge um, the bar at the Tramlines Festival. Uh, I'm not quite sure how ready I am for um, getting stuck in this early. Right. Okay. Come on then. Let's do it. Let's uh, let's see what the day's got in store. Let's go and meet Dom. Right, we've made it. We are at Thornbridge Hall. Um, it's an absolutely beautiful day. The sun's beaming down. The sky's blue. Um, Dom, this is like um, this is not the kind of the setting that you expect to be in when you're arriving at a brewery. No, I absolutely love working here. It's so tranquil. Uh, I mean, you can see how lush the foliage is this time of year. There's all the flowers are out as well. So, I mean, you couldn't wish for a better place to work, really. We're effectively kind of in a garden centre here, aren't we? Because there's uh, hundreds of flowers that are all for, for sale. It's open, was it Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? Yeah, that's correct. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, they open to the public. Um, it's mainly sort of perennials, more interesting perennials, and you can get advice off any of the gardeners here. They'd be happy to help you with any, any queries. Um, this is a, 
absolutely huge sight as we were kind of driving up and you turn off the road and then it's still another like five six minutes drive to kind of you know get to to kind of where uh where where we are um this looks like an absolutely kind of stunning site what what else have we got in the grounds here oh well there's a series of formal gardens you've got the kitchen garden just behind us followed by the scented garden further below Uh, there's some italian gardens around the front uh, and a big koi lake as well it is quite windy out here um are we going to go for a quick wander around and uh and have a quick look um and then see where we're at in terms of uh in terms of the brooder yeah that's fine we should have enough time just to i'll be able to take you through some of the gardens now all right we're going to go and have a quick explore and uh we will report back shortly Adam, we were kind of told today to kind of report for brewing duty or helping with um, brewing duty. We've just spent the last half an hour wandering around. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like uh, started out as an English country garden and then we've just been walking through some bamboo. We're stood next to a waterfall at, at the moment. This is not what I expected from uh, from today. I've I've not been here before. You've not been to... No, I've not been here before, and the weather's been absolutely beautiful, and it's so picturesque. And Just taking a few photos, looking back up at the hall, it's absolutely stunning. And um, having the pleasure of Dom to uh, show us around and uh, show us what's, in, what's, 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 what's growing. So there's fruit and everything growing around here. It's, it's absolutely... It's so lush and just beautiful, really. It's um, really a pleasure to have a, a good look around. It must be kind of doing a, a brew here... Uh, I mean, it must not even really feel like work, surely. You're just in the middle of this beautiful setting. And you were kind of saying about when you do collaboration brews here, like other breweries that are kind of set more kind of in the middle of a town somewhere or kind of like a back street somewhere. It's a real sort of treat for them to be involved here. Yeah, you can see the sort of the, the jealousy pouring through their uh, their eyes, at, you know, at looking at these. For example, we've got the Cascade Garden in front of us. That was only developed this year. You can see banana trees down the bottom. Uh, various palm trees and uh, lilies uh, you can see a little wagtail down there as well it's just a fabulous place to bring anyone really and so when we do have collaborations we always make sure they get to have lunch in the gardens and have a good wander around it really is just uh, studying and, and uh, just a, a fantastic way to spend monday morning kind of exploring around uh, exploring around the gardens um the, the the question that might be on a few people's minds at this point is uh how does this link to the brewery and making beer oh well so the brewery was started here in about 2004 2005 you sort of got the 10 barrel kit there uh and it's the original kit and we, we still use it five days a week so it's an integral part of the, the beer that we brew the temptation must be because obviously up at the riverside uh, site which is kind of like the i guess the main brewing site now um there's a lot of computers and fancy gizmos that kind of take away a lot of the 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 hard work has there never been kind of a temptation to kind of wind things up here and just go with the high-tech model uh, we, we, the, the brewery actually produces really good quality beer having a mash done means you get a really good quality work uh, we've got open fermenters as you can see they produce you know great cask beer especially using our british yeast so um, no, we, have, we haven't thought about closing it. We love working here. It's a good excuse to uh, get some fresh air every day. How much harder work is it doing a beer here without the kind of the, the high tech stuff? It's a little bit more hands on, but you get used to it. Uh, obviously, there's only one brew a day, whereas at Riverside it's four brews a day. Uh, so there's less multitasking and more sort of graft, basically. 
Uh, you have to be in tune with the pumps and you know the sounds of the brewery rather than seeing the figures on the screen. Um, so you almost become at one with the with the kit. Quite a setting to be um, doing it in, though. If you kind of need to clear your head for a couple of minutes to walk out into these gardens, is 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 stunning. Um, so we're going to head up and see the, the the brew team that are based here in a in a in a minute. Um, do you know what they're what they're brewing today? What they're up to? Uh, I'm not sure actually. I think it's Sequoia. We'll go and have a look. Adam, what a, a glorious experience that was. We've just spent um, the best part of an hour, really, wandering around um, Thornbridge Hall, which is considerably bigger than I realised. And it's so hard to like put into words the number of colours and the smells that we've just experienced. I mean, there's, all, there's they're growing fruit here, there's tropical plants, there's um, you know inside bits, outside bits. It's so kind of hard to sort of describe it. Yeah, we've come a beautiful time of year where everything's so lush. Um, it's just amazing um, it's just how much there is here and um, I bet there's not another brewery like that in the country if, if not the world in that, this kind of uh, in this kind of grounds but it's beautiful that they can kind of still use this as a, a working brewery as, even when they've got such a grand modern brewery a couple of miles down the road we've made our way to the actual brew house uh, you wouldn't realise that it is it's kind of hidden away at the back of, uh, of the garden centres um, let's go in and see what is going on So we're inside the uh, brew house. Um, Dom's still here, uh, having shared his uh, extensive knowledge of uh, of the uh, the plants and the uh, the gardens. Uh, and we've got um, Josh with us now. You're um, part of the brew team here. What's your kind of your your role? I run the whole site. So there's me and two other lads from Riverside. They take it in turns to come up here, and we brew all the beers and, and rack all the beers at the hall. So tell me a bit about your setup here then. So this is a, a traditional infusion mash system, the most basic of sort of brewing equipment, um, and it is quite an old one as well. It's the same kit that was bought in when it was originally started, um, and I believe it was second hand at that point as well. So uh, all the vessels we've got on the brew side, we've got a hot liquor tank, a cold liquor tank, a mash tun, and a copper or boiling kettle. Um, the only other bits we've got is in the fermenting room. We've got four open-top fermenters and we've got three conical fermenters uh, that help us. We use those as a racking tank to make sure that the beer's in perfect spec to go out. So talk me through what kind of an average brew day is like here. So average brew day, uh, we start off in the morning down at the Riverside plant. Um, we, we mill and store all our malt down there. Um, just because we're in the middle of the countryside up here, it helps keep down pest problems and anything like that so we load up a van with uh, 36 fresh clean casks and uh, the day's malt we drive up here and the site here uh, it's a two level site so we've got a mezzanine floor above the mash tun we throw our malt in through the window uh, to get it up onto that mezzanine floor and one of us will load it in and then the other person can get uh, started with the rack so as we brew five days a week here, we also rack five days a week. Um, so the brew will start. We like to try and get mashed in before nine o'clock in the morning. Um, we mash in <coughs> into the mash tun, the, the, the hopper above it for the grain. That's just gravity fed. Um, we'll we'll mash, mash in then. And then we set about also then weighing out hops uh, for the brew and stuff like that average brew day here takes about seven hours from start to finish 
Um, just because it's, there's no automation up here, things do take a little bit longer. Uh, but at the same time, the, the day's rack and getting ready for the following day will also take about that time. So we just work together as a team. Uh, obviously, it is kind of a different process brewing here to the, the, the Riverside site. Um, do, you, do you get a bit jealous of, uh, of the guys and all the kind of the high-tech stuff that does half the work for them? Or do you enjoy the hands-on experience here? Uh, I really enjoy the hands-on experience. I think you do get a bit more of a, like an affinity with the product doing on this, uh, this sort of kit. Saying that, on a day like today, when it's given that it's going to reach about 27 degrees... In about an hour's time when I'm stood in a mash tun and it's still 70 degrees in there and you've got nowhere to cool down and you've got to dig it all out by hand, yeah, I'll be a bit jealous of them down there when all they've got to do is press a button and watch it spill out into a trailer out back. I believe we've been tasked with uh, maybe helping you with that process today. So uh, maybe, maybe it won't be too bad an experience. You can just make us suffer instead. <laughs> Fantastic, good news. Uh, what beers do you do um, here? Is, is there a bit of everything or are there kind of specialist beers that you do here? Uh, it is a bit of everything, but these days we do the sort of small batch runs. So anything of any large volumes is all catered for down at Riverside. It would be pointless us doing a brew of, say, Jaipur cask up here because the sales team will rip through that in about half an hour on a Monday morning. But what we can do is brew five different beers each week that help pad out their sales sheet so when they're ringing around the pubs and the, and the customers the customers will have a Jaipur or a, a Wild Swan or Lord Marple, something like that but then they can also say we've also got one of these five or eight different guests that can like, help them out so we can sell more beer but also if we've got something that's particularly high strength or something a little bit weird um, that you wouldn't you might struggle to sell big volumes of we only produce 36 nine gallon casks at a time so it's it's easier to for us to try out things up here and do something a a bit out of the normal sort of thing that we we still can sell what's been uh, the favorite beer that you've been involved with brewing here um some of the ones that we, we did a we did a really good pale one a few months back, which was called Tino Pie, which was a, a New Zealand pale ale that we did. That worked really well. Um, and then I suppose even though they're not necessarily my favourite beers, some of the weird and wonderful and jokey ones are fun to mess around with. Last year's biggest seller by far was the Lucharia series originally started off as a collaboration with the Grove Pub in Huddersfield, the 6% ice cream porter. I think we've now got four or five gen- different versions of it. Um, so to mess around coming up with the different ideas and getting it to taste like that, that's fun. Uh, we've also recently done a purple beer called The Kid, which we used uh, some flowers that we imported from Thailand, which just, it was, just tasted like a, a, pale, a pale ale would have this really vivid purple hue to it so it's something that you can have a bit more fun with sort of thing brilliant okay um adam i reckon it's about time we got our hands dirty are you are you ready for this can you ever be ready for this this weather it's very hot it's like i said it's going to probably going to get hotter so i think i might have to take off a few layers i think yeah we're going to go and get changed and get ourselves ready and then we're going to do some work Our 
Right, we're now a, another hour down the uh, the line in the brewing process, and a couple of minutes ago, Josh, this kind of amazing smell kind of wafted outside, which I suggest means that you've reached a certain point in the process. Yes, the boil on the today's brew has just started, so that waft will be, we've just put the first edition of bittering hops in there, and also because it's reached the boil, you re- the steam really starts to come off, and you get all those aromas sort of floating your way very pleasant um so what's next for you because we're going to help you out now with uh with the next stage uh this next stage is probably the best job that you could help me out with because i hate it <laughs> um all the work's been transferred to the kettle now the, the boil's underway and we've now got to dig out the mash tun now at the riverside plant they press a button uh, a bunch of rakes start turning and uh, all the malt gets carried out to a trailer set outside here i've got to jump in with a shovel and shovel it out of a little hole and you can catch it in a bag for me excellent uh it it, it kind of feels the temperature's quite high in here is this is still going to be quite warm as it's coming out yep yeah, with the sparge only just finishing the malt will still be sort of around the 80 degree mark so uh we've got big heavy duty wellies on so i can stand in it but yeah it's still going to be warm okay good stuff um and then what happens after that because i know that you uh kind of reuse a lot of the the stuff that you use as part of the the brewing process here with the with the animals and stuff don't you around the uh, around the hall yeah um all of our malt gets collected daily um the uh the owner's son he's doing some uh, small farming with lambs and pigs on thornbridge hall so he always takes about two or three bags every day to feed for those and then also another local uh, pig farmer comes and collects it. So it all, everything gets used. There's very little waste in the process these days. All right, brilliant. Right, let's do it. Clap off then, oh, yeah. so if you just open the hatch, don't worry about any dropping on the floor. We'll catch all those bits later on. And I'll just slowly start pushing it out into your bag. Well, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine and a half sacks that are full of the malt. That took about 10 minutes or so. Uh, quite a bit on the floor that we didn't manage to catch. How would you kind of give us a rating out of 10? Well, first attempt, I'd give it a solid seven. It's not bad, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I'm happy with that, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what's left now for, for, for you guys and the rest of today? Uh the uh, boil will be up shortly so then the uh, second charge of hops will go in that's for the aroma uh, and then it's just basically continuing in through to the fermenters when it's done we'll pitch the yeast and then it's just cleaning down for us and getting sorted out for tomorrow as well and how long before that beer will be on a bar somewhere ready to drink it'll be going into cask um, Monday of next week uh, we like to hold on to them for at least a week so it can condition in the cask and uh, sort of prime up get the best quality so anything from probably about two to three weeks from today uh, you might start seeing it popping up in pubs around the area i'll keep my eyes peeled and thank you very much for having us it's been uh, a pleasure i hope we were able to be some small help uh in uh, in this part of the process but uh look forward to trying the beer thank you thank you in the car um i mean our role in that was was minuscule we were literally holding sacks while they were piling the uh, the malt in uh, 
but I found that really hard. The sack's really heavy. That stuff weighs a ton. Yeah, that is really heavy. And you kind of feel like you need four arms, like two to hold it under the bottom, then two to hold it in front of you. Because, uh, you know, a couple of couple of spades worth in the wrong direction and you you basically got your feet deep in there. Just in malt, essentially, yeah. Yeah, I, my uh, my trainers are going in the bin when I get back. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. What I thought was gonna be a nice, easy day, pressing a few buttons and just looking from the balcony out over the brewing area at the the Riverside Brewery has turned into something different. But um, I think fair to say, Adam, I mean, it's just such a, it's like a, walking into a different world here, isn't it, at Thornbridge Hall? Yeah, it is. It's um, it's like I said before. It's just amazing just that this brewery, the size of Thornbridge, is still utilising those kind of yeah. uh, those almost say old school processes, but much old school than um, and they're using down at Riverside. So yeah, it's amazing to see what they're producing in that such a small space compared to the brewery. Yeah. Absolutely, and uh, if you if you do get the chance to come up to Thornbridge Hall, it is well worth the experience. Uh, right. Well, I don't know about you, but after all that work, I'm about ready for a beer. Me too. Let's do it. <laughs>